I'm really worried at this point that democracy is, is, on, is in demise. Democracy is in demise and that we need to step up and do something about it. That's why I'm running. What's one thing you would do to heal it? Right. Well, the first thing is to get rid of all voter suppression. I think there's a virus of voter suppression out there. To cure it, we need to get the Voting Rights Act back. We need to have adequate uh, election uh, booths and facilities available on the day of the election. There is a, a, a ballot measure right now called Promote the Vote, which has various elements that I totally support terms of like an absentee ballot, since I've been of age to get one, I've always gotten one. And why should we be giving people just a quick little shot at maybe before they go to work, after they go to work on election day, we should really have that be an election holiday. We should have everybody, uh, it should not be voter suppression, it should be total voter encouragement. If we continue to try to make um, uh, people marginalized outside of being informed and outside of being able to consider properly their decisions in our democracy, then we're basically going to be left without a living democracy. You're running in the 10th Congressional District, which is currently represented by Paul Mitchell, a first-term Republican uh, who won uh, in 2016 with about two-thirds of the vote. Um, how do you beat an incumbent who won by such a large margin? Well, basically, my, my idea is to have a very positive campaign in a very negative political environment. What I'm hoping to achieve comes a lot, too, from my being the father of four adult children who've gone through the university system. Um, they're all quite accomplished clever, and compassionate people, they all got out with huge debts. Because they were fortunate enough to find good jobs, they uh, are the lucky ones. But many, many are getting out of college and not then receiving the right or proper work opportunity. I would like a better focus. Uh, I've been a member of a union. I've worked with farm workers myself, both as an organizer and as a when I was going to college, I actually worked during the summers with farmers and farm workers and lived in the farm labor camps with the Mexican-American laborers in the thumb. That experience has changed my life. Y puedo hablar español bastante bien, y por esa experiencia me ayudaba mucho en mi carrera. And so I'm hopeful that that same kind of broadening of perspective, of getting out of our little boxes, I'd want every young person to do universal service. I'd want them then to be given a GI Bill type backing so that they didn't get out of college or trade school with a mortgage-sized debt around their neck before they've even got their first paycheck. What did you just say in Spanish? I, I don't speak <laughs> Spanish. so. Well, I just said that by going out and li living these experiences, I was very much helped in my career. I, I'm saying that it's basically a big boost to your confidence and to your ability to cross over between different uh, races, cultures, and uh, income levels in terms of appreciating each other as uh, a people a pluribus unum, 
Latin, um, we all are one. And so I think that that kind of faith gets reestablished when you're out there um, living and helping. And so supported, um, supported volunteerism like AmeriCorps, Peace Corps, the military is already there. But I would like those other opportunities to become part of universal service. You serve, and then you maybe you've worked out in the um, Northwest doing forestry. Maybe you work down in New Orleans doing disaster relief. Maybe you work in the Southwest in migrant clinics like I did. Doing what you can, even though you don't have your full skill level, then you are, um, more, uh, you're more acquainted with what your talents are and what you'd like to do with the rest of your education so that sometime maybe after high school, maybe mid-college, maybe after college, you're doing these things and also in other parts of the world. Uh, President Kennedy and uh, Sergeant Shriver designed the Peace Corps to be 100,000 members. And um, within the first couple of years since 61, they got up to four to 7,000. In the 50 years since, it has never been more than that four to 7,000. It would take time to make a good Peace Corps, AmeriCorps program really viable and, and um, out there doing the kind of things that I think really would make for homeland security. We need connectedness, not walls. Um, you're one of three Democrats uh, who are on the ballot. What makes you the best of the three? And uh, do you feel that you are progressive enough to win the nomination? I believe I'm the most progressive of all three to be working on these these projects I've just outlined, the positive projects of uh, universal service and of debt reduction for education. You need to have money, and I believe that that money needs to come from, interestingly enough, fulfilling what uh, President Trump began in December of 2017, at least announced, the first ever audit of the Pentagon. I believe that there's too much money being spent on superfluous weapons systems. Not enough ever trickles down to the average soldier. Those who are in combat end up with PTSD or health problems that the VA and other systems have not been well um, adapt at, at helping to solve. I would want there to be uh, a looking of reconverting those extra monies for things like an F-35 striker jet program that many people, uh, analysts in the Wall Street Journal articles have said that those who fly the planes aren't very confident of their capabilities. Um, the $100 billion restructuring and renovation of our nuclear weapons system while we're trying to get Iran and Iraq not to build one. We ourselves uh, are having 5,000 plus and making them totally new and more lethal than ever. It's not the message that we want to give to the rest of the world, and we could be doing so much better with those funds in terms of education, in terms of green energy, we're a clever people. We could be doing more with mass transportation. Um, we in the Detroit area have been very much the engine of the automobile and transportation. We can do better with um, government support in those in mass transit in particular. 
does not have to be in competition, can be the real link that makes for maybe less pollution by less individual vehicles. We need to consider all those kind of things. Family farms up on the Thumb area, they need help. They don't need these new tariffs that are going to really hurt corn growers and soybean growers up in that area. We need to be conscious of the needs for good jobs, and we need to be facilitating uh, better unions. Real solidarity of unions has what built our country, and particularly this area. Some Democratic candidates have made opposing President Trump uh, a major campaign theme. Is But is being anti-Trump enough to win? Do Democrats need a message that's more substantial? Definitely. I think that we really need to stand for who we are, those ideas about union, solidarity. If you get people who are really connected uh, the, the fights between labor and employer, if you get a union which is really functioning well and people are aiding each other in the performance of their jobs, then that has to be better for the employer as well. We need those kind of reaching across aisles. Yes, there are definite differences, but we must respect each other. And the disrespect and the... Um, the hatreds, actually, that you see um, engendered between the various groups. Uh, we, we are a country that has a history that does include some very big problems. The racism and the um, rich and poor situations are always things that we could fall back into a worse situation with. We really need to, if going to Washington, when I go to Washington, I'd be very interested in establishing stronger relationships with the people and most all the people who do public service at least start out with the idea I am going to make my country in this world better so we need to basically be working on that and spending time and um, sharing our efforts whether they be um, sometimes we'll disagree but agreement is the kind of thing that's been missing from our National Congress. Our listeners have identified four issues uh, that uh, matter most to them. Uh, those issues include water, transportation, education, and gerrymandering. Uh, so let's take each one separately. How would you improve our water if you were elected to Congress? Well, basically, we need to continue with the EPA as a servant of the people uh, we need to have their kind of uh, regulation and involvement. We need to take seriously the local problems that we find, like with Flint and the infrastructure, which has not been well um, supported. I think that national legislation can help new investment in that infrastructure, replacement of the lead pipes that have been the problem in uh, Flint but are also we're finding that there are lead problems in Port Huron, too, that are both airborne and perhaps waterborne as well. We haven't been taking a good enough look at that. Again, just like my idea of supporting universal service and debt uh, restruction uh, or, or debt um, uh, restructuring. restructuring, it's basically a need for the funds for it. And we have been really overspending on military. The war on terror doesn't seem to have gotten us any place. 
the water issue could be solved if we have new investment from that kind of um, place. We need to make decisions nationally on where we want to put our money and our time. So there are many things that can be done for the water, and um, those kind of issues need resources. How would you improve transportation? The road situation is very, very bad. Just coming down here from Port Huron in 94 and riding down, there's always construction going on. The idea of the materials necessary and the technology necessary to build good roads is something that, that nationally I think um, the Department of Transportation could do a better job of. I also think that we have the highest maximum load limit, uh, I, I think, in, in the country. And if you continue to put the PSI, the pounds per square inch, on each tire at a huge level on our roads with the big, big trucks that we have, you're going to make the roads worse. So looking at the damage that our very high maximum threshold for um, weight for the trucks, uh, two things could happen. If we did have a national legislation that limited that to a certain reasonable uh, a limit that was supported by research and by people who know the, the whole structure of roads problems, basically we would do also something for labor because if you have less weight on each truck, you must have more loads being scheduled, basically more trips, and that's better for the workers that do that are the truckers in the trucking industry, everybody could readjust to that. But if you if you keep pounding them, you're going to keep after have, having to repair them. How would you improve schools? Well, I'm basically the the product of 13 years of parochial school education. It was wonderful. Uh, my parents and other people helped that happen. But the public education system has to be the bedrock. It has to be well-funded. I think teachers, uh, public teachers and those in the private sphere should all be paid uh, about as best as we pay any of our professionals. I think we need to reinvest in education. Once again, it's a question of priorities. Do we pay for more... Um, uh, sophisticated weaponry systems internationally, or do we start looking to the real needs of our children? So I would want, I would want to be limiting the privatization of uh, public education. I think that the charter school movements, they need to be much better regulated, and we need to start with the public education as the, the fundamental uh, way that we educate all of our people to be critical thinkers and to be able to make our democracy strong. Do you think gerrymandering is a problem? And if you do, how would you fix it? Well, I come from a gerrymandered district because um, David Bonnier was, uh, for many, many years, over 20 years, our, our representative up there. Then when he retired, there was a redistricting, and since that time, Republicans have basically controlled that seat with first Candace Miller and now uh, Paul Mitchell. So 
Gerrymandering is a real problem. It's one of the reasons that the figures you earlier quoted were 23% went for Paul Mitchell and um, uh, only a third or less went to the opposing candidate on the last 2016 election. Gerrymandering has already been given a solution. Um, it has been bought basically on the, on the elections commission level in our state. They even uh, canceled a meeting when the certified petitions that were to put that on the ballot, an anti-gerrymandering measure, which basically got parties out of it and put it into a group of public figures that knew the situation but weren't connected to parties. So that is the solution, and that people will be able to vote on in the general election, and I'm glad for that. Anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to that you'd like to say? Well, I'm, I'm really running because of this problem in our democracy of people being left out. Um, I've mentioned the problems of racism. For me, it was a big boost in the other direction to be coming from an area in Jackson, Michigan that was all white to be involved with migrant workers and then having many Afri African-American friends through the years. We need this kind of interconnectedness in America. We need to be doing things like for the immigrants, we're worried about the path to citizenship for DACA. We need to be open-minded and we need to be welcoming. We are a, a nation of immigrants. Um, almost all of us have come from some other shore uh, we've made a great country, but we to have a interconnectedness with people from not just Latin America, but China, Russia, um, all the different areas of the world, we need to start reconnecting to them because we are basically the melting pot people. All of us have some relationship, mine with Ireland, many people with different places, uh, we need to rekindle that kind of respect. And one of the ways to do it is to spend a year or two learning about working alongside the people of those other cultures. And by so doing, their fear of us and our fear of them is diminished. And fear is really the root cause of war. And we are a, a faithful people. We are a clever people. And we, we can't just be sending our young, our young people out there coated with uh, Kevlar, burdened down with uh, military hardware. Bombs and bullets are never going to solve our problem. We need to reinvest in our democracy. We need to reinvest in our own people and the strength that we have from all the places that we've come from.